Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Judah Seely's picture that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. Today I welcome saxophonist Judah Seely from Rochester, New York, where he is a music teacher at Rochester Prep Elementary School and a music director at the Church of Love Faith Center. Judah, welcome to Talking to New Jazz. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Judah's new release is called Welcome Home, and um, it's a nice track, not nice track, nice uh, release. Uh, I have uh, some favorites of mine on this CD, and um, I'm going to be playing some of those, and then we'll check out some of Judah's favorites as, as well. So um, now Judah was referred to me by another saxophonist named Will Holton, and I interviewed Will a few years ago. Probably more than six years ago, I interviewed him. So I was really happy for the referral. So, Will, if you are listening, thank you so much for the referral. All right, so, Judah, um, let's talk about your teaching um, here in mm-hmm. Rochester. What do you teach? Uh, I teach music. I'm a full-time music teacher. I teach uh, mostly elementary school students. And I have been teaching, um, this will be my 10th year as a music teacher. Oh. I taught for six years at a K-12 private Christian school, and I taught at the school that I'm teaching at now for the last three years. I'm going into my fourth year of teaching there. So about, it'll be about 10 years that I've been a music teacher. Okay, and so what are your students' um, age, age range ranges? My current students are kindergarten to fourth grade. So that's, you know, five, six to all the way to uh, eight, nine, I believe. Yeah. Nine, ten, I think. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're actually teaching kindergarten music? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kindergarten music. Really? Our kindergarten music. Yep. We teach, uh, in kindergarten, we sing a lot of songs, you know, a lot of energetic songs to keep them moving and engaged. And, you yeah. know, they learn the difference yeah. between high sounds and low sounds and, uh, you know, loud and soft sounds. And uh, later in the year, we uh, introduced them to music symbols and, you know, like quarter notes and, you know, things like that so that they can identify those music symbols so that in first grade they can start learning what those music symbols mean and things like that. And now, okay, so a kindergartner is what, four years old? I mean, do they Uh, really have the attention span? Okay, and they're really interested <laughs> they, they, in learning music at that age. They are. They they are. Uh, they are my loudest singers. Kindergarten. Um, they love to sing. They love to move. I don't ever have to tell them to sing louder, whereas I would have to tell my <laughs> older kids to you know sing a little bit louder because they just they just love doing it and you know they're not at the age where they're 
too cool to sing or too cool to dance. You know, they just love to dance and move and sing. So yeah. they're my they're my loudest they're my loudest group, definitely. Well, how cool is that? How cool is that? And now the mm-hmm. older students, are they playing instruments? At my school, they are learning. Uh, they they are learning the recorder. The instrument that we have, because our school does not have access to multiple instruments, but also at that age, mm-hmm. there's only so many instruments they can learn. Um, but I do teach them basic music concepts about piano and learning about the the theory of how to read music on the music staff. They learn that in third and fourth grade. And they also uh, pick up the recorder, which is a, a small flute-like instrument that most of us have played when we were in elementary school. I actually started on the recorder in sixth grade. And uh, so these kids are starting on the recorder uh, a little bit earlier. They started in third grade and in fourth grade. And uh, if you learn the recorder, you basically know the notes for the saxophone and clarinet and other similar woodwind instruments. So. Okay. Now, as you are teaching mm-hmm. these youngsters, the kindergartners mm-hmm. and on up, and as you just mm-hmm. said, you started playing in sixth grade, I believe you said? Yeah, I started playing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Uh, what is it that you see in these young children that you are teaching that you saw in yourself or that you even still see in yourself in terms of being a musician? Wow. Um, what I find now, nowadays, because of, you know, social media and YouTube and things, the uh, learning curve for musicians starts a lot younger. I, um, I, when I taught at my previous school, I started playing piano and saxophone in eighth grade. And there were kids mm-hmm. that I was teaching in third and fourth grade that knew the things that I knew that I started learning in eighth grade. You know, so I feel like wow. this generation they're learning things a lot quicker than I was, and I and I think that's due to you know the social media age, you know, because people can learn a song by watching a YouTube video, and they they have so much easy access to music and to information. So I, I feel like this generation is getting is, the talented musicians are getting younger and younger and younger, which is a great thing, you know. So I, Ooh, I yes. feel like uh, this generation they they're getting a lot quickly more talented than uh than my generation, which is which is great. As a music teacher I find it's it's fascinating to me. So I enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, I and I agree with you about them getting younger and younger. I think the youngest mm. artist that I interviewed was thirteen years old mm. and he played piano wow. uh keyboard. Mm. Um, but I've seen videos on Facebook, you know, they're even younger mm. than that and some of them are yeah. just like Unbelievably talented, just crazy I know. talented. I know. Yeah. yeah, just crazy. Okay, well, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Uh, we need, yeah, we need more teachers like you in school since they took away, you know, all of the the extracurricular activities that the kids could have, yeah. like music and all of that. All that is gone. So, kudos to you. And we yeah. need more teachers I, like I you to teaching music. Yeah, good, good. I, I, I all right. So, welcome home. Okay. Um, Welcome Home is your new CD. Tell me about this CD. Uh, Well, this CD is actually my second full-length CD. My first CD I released um, in 2015, and that was called The Arrival, and I released that on my 30th birthday, uh, August 14, 2015. And so this CD, Welcome Home, is my my second full-length album. I released a Christmas album as well in 2016. Mm -hmm. But anyway... 
Welcome Home is a, a culmination of two years of, of hard work. The first song that I wrote for this album, which is called Classic, was written um, uh, two years ago. It started two years ago, and I've been writing songs. A lot of songs that I wanted to put on the album weren't able to make the cut, unfortunately. But uh, the idea of Welcome Home was that I finally reached uh, a level in, or a comfort level in my ability to produce and play great music uh, because often mm-hmm. musicians, they strive for perfection. They strive to achieve a goal. And one of the goals that I feel like I achieved was that I am comfortable with my sound, whereas I wasn't always comfortable with my sound. I wasn't always comfortable with the music I made. And um, welcome home is like something you say to someone when they reach the comfort level. Like, oh, welcome home. You know, you're, you're here. Feel, you know, make yourself at home. So it uh, signifies a comfort level, not a too comfortable where I don't want to learn more. Not that kind of comfort, but confidence, like a confidence level. You know, like my first CD was yes. titled The Arrival. This one is called uh, Welcome Home. So it's a, I am comfortable making the music that I'm making, but not too comfortable that I don't want to sing. So that's what this project signifies. And it also coincided with the uh, the purchase of my first uh, home with me and my wife. So uh, that played a part in it too. But um, that's what the project okay. means to me. Okay. I, yeah, that's what the project means to me. And I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I believe in it. And uh, I hope people believe in it as well. Now, you said that there were, you, you wrote a lot of music for the CD, and a lot of songs didn't get on the CD. There's 14 tracks on this CD. So how many <laughs> other songs? That's a lot of music. How much more music do you think you could have put on here? <laughs> well, I, I, th- I know that there were, there were toss-ups between certain songs that, um, because my goal with this project was not to have a bunch of songs that sounded similar to others. Um, so mm-hmm. I wanted each song to be, you know, have this my signature sound, but not be stylistically mm-hmm. the same as, you know. So there were songs that I've written that had a different melody, but they were stylistically similar to other songs. So I had to make a choice, like, do I want to put this foot forward? I want to put this foot forward, you know. So there were some that, uh, you know, so because, you know, music is, is always changing. And one of the beautiful things about smooth jazz is that it's timeless. You know, because uh, a great mm-hmm. smooth jazz record that was produced in the mid-90s would sound even greater. I mean, not even greater, but it would still sound like it was produced today because it's live instruments. It's, you know, live production. So, um, but some of the things that I was trying to attempt on this CD were more current and dated. And rather than veering too far in one direction, I thought I would try to keep a balance of current, timeless, and, uh, you know, old school stylings, you know. So um, I tried to, so that being said, there were some songs that might have sounded similar stylistically to others, so I had to cut those so that I could have a balance, if that makes sense. Got it. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Mm -hmm. as I said, there are 14 tracks on this song, this CD, Mm -hmm. and um, I have some favorites. One of my, Mm -hmm. um, one of the songs that really, stood out to me is Instrumental Perspective. Um, tell me about mm-hmm. this song. That song, uh, that song has a very special place in my heart. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that because most of the people that I've, that I've, I've let hear the album, they always come back to that song. And uh, well, that song has a special place in my heart because, uh, first of all, the, 
of the guest lyricist on that album. His name is Al Stone. He's my actual brother, my blood brother. Uh, we have the same mother. And um, we hadn't had a close relationship growing up because of our complicated family history. But recently we connected and, you know, you know, through social media and we talked and we, we met and we hung out. And uh, through our conversations, I found out that he was into music as well. And uh, he was a, he's a, a battle rapper. He's known in his hometown for just being very, very talented. And so I was working on this project, and I, I reached out to him, and I said, oh, how would you feel about collaborating on a song? And so I, I made the music. I had made the music for something else, something completely different. And then, But I still always had that music. And so I sent that music to him, and then he wrote the verses, and, uh, and then he sent it back to me, and then I played saxophone on it and added a couple things, and, and the rest is history. But what I really appreciate about the song is that I think people connect with the message of the song because of the state mm-hmm. of the world that we're in, you know, especially mm-hmm. as a young African-American men, you know, a lot of the things that, that we face, and I feel like people really identified with that message in the song, even though the first verse kind of talks about me and his relationship, and then the next verse talks about the state of the world, and I think people really could identify with that. And so that song has a really special place in my heart. Well, I am going to play this now. I'm talking to saxophonist Judah Seeley. His new release is called Welcome Home. If you would like to call in with a question or a comment for Judah, the phone number is 646-716-5485. This is Instrumental Perspective. Negativity 
might eternally destroy you. Trying to overstand like I'm perched on a foyer. Even if you a lawyer, the thug is what they call you. The murder rate is so embarrassing high. It's like they use a poison apple for American pie. Even if I would die, they would make an excuse. Even if I comply, they find a reason to shoot. President, you should be ashamed. Get your tiki torch and your swastika, you one in the same. With your head in the sand, it's kinda hard to see. Sometimes to make a stand, you gotta take a knee. And every word is the truth. I used to be a knucklehead, but I'm no longer a youth. Hit a bus led to your head, no pistol. The weapon that I choose is the number two pistol. Word up, I'm trying to find a way. like that line, the weapon I choose is the number two pencil. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a gift. He's very talented. Nice track. That was called Instrumental Perspective from Judah's new release, Welcome Home. Very nice track. Yeah, that really stood out to me when I first heard that. So um, who or what gave you the confidence to pursue music as a career as opposed to a hobby? I, um, that's a good question. Uh, well, in middle school, I, um, well, I attended School of the Arts here in Rochester, New York, and School of the Arts is a, uh, uh, how do I say this? It's a school for, you know, gifted, uh, students where they can pursue music, they can pursue drama, they can pursue, um, uh, arts, they can pursue, uh, theater technology. It's a school for students that are inclined in those abilities or have, or seek to, you know, develop those abilities. And I attended there from 6th to 12th grade. I picked up the saxophone in 8th grade, and uh, I wasn't really serious about it, even though I always loved saxophone. My mom would always play, uh, you know, Kenny G records, you know, every Saturday morning. And mm-hmm. so I always, saxophone was a part of my family. It was a part of my upbringing. Also, my uncle, his name is Ellis Planton, he plays the saxophone. He's the only person that's musical in my family. He's the only person that actually plays an instrument in my family, and he uh, he got me started on it when I was in uh, eighth grade, and so uh, it was it was a combination of him. Plus, I started uh, playing at, at my local church at the time, and so that really got me inspired to play. I didn't really take it seriously until I graduated from from college in uh, 2007. That's when I really started to focus on it because up until then, it was just something that I was naturally gifted in. 
but not something that I pursued. And it wasn't until about 2007 that I started to actively pursue it, actively know who the great saxophone players are, know who who's making the best music and how the best music is made. And uh, ever since 2007, I kind of devoted myself seriously to it. So. Okay. So now what mm-hmm. is your songwriting process like when you – you know, when you're ready to start another CD in terms, you know, like the arrival and welcome home, what is your process in in producing your music? That's a that's a great question. Um, well, I my secondary Thanks. instrument is is piano, uh, keyboard. Okay. I, I play that as a music director. That's what I do. You know, most of the time I'm playing uh, piano in uh, in church and things like that. But I always start with you know, a chord progression. You know, I start with a chord progression, like a series of chords, you know, and I think, and then once I get that chord progression, I kind of think of a cool rhythm that would go along with it. Or sometimes I start with a, a cool rhythm and then I add the chords to it. And then um, I think of what ways that a melody can move in and out of these chords. So it always starts for me with chord progression. There are other musicians that start with the melody. The melody for me is always the last thing. <laughs> Um, that's what, some people start mm. with the melody first. I always, the melody for me is always last. The melody is, you know, what I end up playing on the saxophone. That's usually the last thing. But I always start with the chords or a beat and, or something that inspires me. Like I would hear a song on the radio or mm-hmm. I would hear, um, you know, just anything out in the out in the world. I hear, like, a melody from somewhere or I hear, you know, these two chords being played. And I say, you know what, that would be really cool if I took these chords and then added this to it, or I heard this melody and I added these chords, or I heard this beat, but I added these chords to it. So it usually starts with what I play on the piano, and that's why a lot of my music is so chord-heavy, you know, chord-heavy meaning there's so many different chords in it, um, because that's Mm -hmm. where my journey starts. It starts with the chords, and then I add the melody on top, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. Usually something good comes out, not all the time, but that's usually how it starts. So which record was easier for you to write, Arrival or Welcome Home? Uh, probably the, my first record. Um, the reason I say that because I had help writing some of the songs on that record. Um, my first record, I there were, uh, I'm just trying to think how many tracks, I believe there were 11 tracks on my first record. Two of them were not original tracks, meaning that one of them was a song, you know, I Can't Make You Love Me that I believe was popularized by um, uh, Bonnie Raitt. And it's been sung by Bonnie Raitt, yeah. Bonnie Raitt, uh, Tank also sang it, Prince sang it. A lot of many different artists sang that song, and I recorded that song as a, as a because um, that was one of my wife's favorite songs, so I recorded that song for her. And also uh, there was another song that they sang in the church uh, that, I, that we sang in my church. It was called, that was the last track on the album. So nine tracks on there were original tracks, but another one of those tracks was written by another friend of mine. Um, his name is Deepak Fetu, and he wrote another song on Welcome Home. So there was less original material on my uh, first record, so it was probably a little bit easier. But on this record, mm-hmm. all the songs are original songs. All 14 of them are original, with the exception of one, another one that Deepak Fetu wrote, which is called Breathe. He wrote the melody for that one, and I uh, produced it. Um, so I, I would probably say my first record was a little bit easier, um, and then the second one was a, a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Okay. 
Breathe is another favorite of mine on this CD um, as well. So I will go ahead and play that next. But let's talk about the other artists that are working with you on this release. Tell us about them. Yes. Uh, so on this on this album, both albums, the Arrival and Welcome Home, were produced entirely by me. Now, when I say produce, I mean that I recorded the music. I played all the instruments with the exception of bass guitar and drums and some guitar. I uh, I, produ- I did all the keyboard parts. I did all the talk box parts. I did some guitar parts and obviously all the saxophone parts. So, and I wrote all the music and the chords. I produced all of that. Uh, but on some of the tracks that you hear, live drums and bass, I worked with um, Levi Bennett who's a producer and drum and drummer in uh, Rochester, New York. The phenomenal drummer. He's uh toured, he's played all over the world. He's uh played with Najee and a couple other acts and he's he's a great, great friend. And uh, uh Derek Bennett is his brother who's a bass player who's a phenomenal, extremely talented bass player. He has thousands of followers on Instagram. He's 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 amazing. And uh so I worked with Levi Bennett, Derek Bennett on a, a majority of the tracks. There's a couple tracks that I worked with another drummer. His name is Ellis Randall. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Elisha Randall. Ellis Randall is his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elisha Randall <laughs> played drums on a couple songs. And uh, also my wife, who's a very talented uh, bass player, she played on two of the tracks. She played on the very first track on the album, which is uh, Stay a While, The Prelude. And she played on another track, which is called Walk In It. And uh, she co-wrote some of the songs. Uh, I know that uh, the song My Pleasure that has two vocalists on it, she wrote that mm-hmm. song. She wrote the words for that song. Mm-hmm. And they sang, the, and she wrote the melody, and those two artists, Carlton Wilcox and Janice Graham, they sang on it. Um, so I, I had the pleasure of working with a, a number of talented individuals, whereas on my first album, I did most of the work myself. But um, mm-hmm. on this album, I wanted to reach out and, you know, get some live instrumentation and get some live singers, a live rapper, you know. And um, I actually got to do a little talk box on, the, on the, one of the songs, too. So, uh, so yeah, those are the people that I worked with. And, of course, Deepak Paytu, who wrote one of the tracks as well. Okay. Well, I'm going to pray, play Breathe next. Tell me about mm-hmm. that. Breathe is a song that, uh, again, uh, Deepak Paytu, Who's, uh, who played guitar on a bunch of the tracks in the album, he wrote the melody to that song. I, I wrote the music to that song um, a while before I even presented it to him because I wrote the music and I didn't know how to turn it into a song, so to speak. And so oh, I gave him okay. the and I said, I need your help. And yeah, I wrote the, yeah, I didn't know how to turn it to, into a song. I just had this music and I had an idea, but I didn't know how to convey it the best way it needed to be conveyed. And I knew I wanted to write a smooth jazz song. Most of the songs that I write don't start off as smooth jazz songs. They start off as R&B songs or they start off as uh, in, in, in whatever genre I'm trying to create in that moment. And then I, it becomes a smooth jazz song because I play saxophone on it. But uh, this song, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted it to be a smooth jazz song and I know that uh, my writing partner, Deepak, is a smooth jazz fanatic just like me. And I said, I need your help. <laughs> you know, help me write this song. And so I reached out to him, and he 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 wrote this beautiful melody, and I, you know he played guitar, and I played sax, and, and that's how Breathe came about. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful track. Another favorite of mine. Oh, this you. is Breathe. Mm-hmm. 
very nice track there. That is called Breeze, and that is from saxophonist Judah Seeley's brand-new release, Welcome Home. I have a phone call, Ms. Wanda. Hey, Wanda, how are you? Well, hello, Ms. Terry. Hi, Ms. Wanda. Me? Meet hello. Judah Seeley. Well, you too, and <laughs> Hi, honey. Ms. Wanda. How are you, Judah? <laughs> honey, you know I had to call you, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know the deal, don't you? Repeat that. Hi, Ms. Wanda. It's nice to hear from you. You too, because, honey, let me tell you something. (laughs) Since the first time I heard your music, I I just wanted you to hear me say this. Your music takes my breath away. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate really all does. the support you. I, I really appreciate it. Because you know your first ha- album. Huh? No, no ahead. That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was going to tell Judah on his first album, The Arrival. I listened to Nighttime. I think maybe four days in a row on repeat. Wow. Mhm. Cause it's very, I, I mm-hmm. it's very tantalizing to me. <laughs> <laughs> and and on welcome home, and on welcome mm-hmm. home, stay a while. Wow. I don't know why you artists. I don't know why you artists do this to me. You make me. <laughs> I like. And it's and it's almost like we're gonna do this for Miss Wanda. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I know you. I know it sounds funny, but I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> it's almost like you write a song and say she's gonna love this. <laughs> every, well, every. I'm glad you do love it. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. And that's why I'm always it, it, sharing. I'm always sharing mm. your music because I want everybody to hear it. And I, I appreciate it. Uh, you want to hear something funny about <laughs> nighttime? Not, nighttime wasn't even going to be on the album. I uh, I was just messing. That's why that song has no melody. It's just a vibe that was created just for mm. me producing that music. And uh, and then my wife heard it. And I let her hear it, and she said, you have to put this on the album. I said, I don't want to put this on the album. She said, no, you have to put this on the album. And I did, and now everybody loves that song from that album. So you just ain't well, my wife honey, for that. <laughs> Oh, I, I will thank Felicia. I, trust me, I will thank her. Because <laughs> it's so, when I listened to it, the first time I was like, ooh, it, you know how music gives you that, what they call the stank face. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. It gives me that stank face. And I have to stop because I don't want my face to freeze like that. That's funny. That's what, your music, that's, what you, that's what your music does to me. I know, Terry, I always got something funny going on. But that's what Judah's music does to me. He could probably play country and western. 
You could play country and western, and I would love it. Oh, well, I just might. <laughs> oh, well, just let me know, because I'm going to be listening. But I just wanted to drop by and say hello, and to just, I wanted you to hear me not just read it, but I wanted you to mm-hmm. hear me tell, tell you your music is just phenomenal. Thank you so much, Ms. Wanda. I really, I'm running out of ways to say thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but and thank I'm you. Out I of do ways. appreciate it. And I'm, and I'm running out of adjectives to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a good day. It was great speaking with you. You too. I thank will. you, Wanda. I wish you late. You're quite welcome, Ms. Terry. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so for Miss Wanda, I'm going to play Stay a While. Tell me about this. This song, I, um, I, I, this song is just it's the introduction to the album. It's like opening the door to your home and welcoming them in. And uh, I wanted to create a song that gave you that feeling. And so um, that's why it's called Stay a While. And it actually features my wife on, uh, on bass guitar and um, – and it's it's just a really it's, I mean it's a really simple smooth jazz you know groovy song that just opens the door to you know what the album will be so that's why it's called mm-hmm. Stay a While it's a prelude to what's to come, what's to come so. all right here is Stay a While.
All right. That was Stay a While, the Prelude from Judah Seeley's mm-hmm. new release, Welcome Home. Now, do you and your wife play together on stage? Yes, we do, actually. Um, she's in my band. Um, she's the, the ah. bass guitarist for my band. And uh, we play together pretty often. She also plays at, at, at church with me um, pretty often. So, And she's my, my favorite bass player. <laughs> Oh, cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, so if you could do it over, is there anything you have done differently to prepare you for your career? Um, Yeah, I would say, yeah, wow, that's an interesting question. I would probably, I would probably go to school for audio engineering. Um, Audio engineering is, uh, you know, for, so there's many different processes to making an album. It's so what the first part is, you know, obviously writing and producing the songs, but getting the music mm-hmm. to sound the way that it does, so that you can hear every single piece of an instrument um, and on the on the song, and it's not you hear too much of one thing and not enough of this. You know, that audio engineers. I mean, it's a lot more complicated than that. But I would go to school for audio engineering because that is what makes or breaks an album. Not even just the song itself, but what you hear when you when you hear the song. Like if you listen to a piece of music and all you hear is saxophone, but you don't hear the little mm. things that the guitar is doing or you don't hear mm-hmm. the, the little things that the piano is doing or the bass drum or the bass is too loud or the drums aren't loud enough, that's what audio engineers do. They make it so that everything is in, in their right spot. On this uh, Welcome Home, I did all of the audio engineering myself. I did the mixing myself, and um, uh, I had someone else do the mastering, which is a, it's another, it's a really complicated, I don't, I don't want to bore you with the, with the specifics, but a lot of the mixing that I did, I, I did myself, and for better or worse, you know, if I, uh, if I knew more about audio engineering, then I would, uh, you know, I feel like the, pro- the finished product would be, you know, that much better, but I am still very proud of this album. I'm proud of the finished quality that I presented on this album, but if I could do it again, that's what I would do. I would get more information about audio engineering and things like that. So. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, it doesn't hurt that you, you're learning it still anyway, So, and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Welcome Home sounds good, oh, so you. you've done a good job. Yeah, you did a good job. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much. So now, I have interviewed a lot of artists, and there are a lot of artists out there that um, whose music career is their sole career. In other words, they don't have a full-time job like you do. Um, mm-hmm. And so they depend mm-hmm. on, you know, their music career has their sole means of income. Now, you being someone who does not depend on performing has your sole means of income, do you find that to be a hindrance mm-hmm. or do you find it liberating? I uh, wow, that's a great question. I, I I don't think of it as a hindrance at all. I I knew that when I started playing saxophone, I knew the potential to you know travel the world was there. But I was still young, and I always mm-hmm. said that my dream jobs would be to be a music teacher and to be uh, a music director at a church, and that's what I'm doing right now in my life and um but the music and i've always produced music i've always made music and it's never been a hindrance um that being said i would like to you know travel the world and and tour and i would like to explore the possibilities of being a professional 
uh, smooth jazz saxophone, as that those things offer. But my my number one priority is my family and my wife. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, if I couldn't tour with her, then I wouldn't tour. <laughs> so um, you know, my, that's my first priority. I, and so that as long as if we could tour together, then we can. Then I would do it. If we couldn't do it, then we wouldn't do it. So it's not it's not the income or the job that's a hindrance. It's just uh, making sure the timing is right for us to do it. You know, together and to put my music out there and see yeah. if we could our schedules line up and things like that. So. But I, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy um, being a music director at my church. I enjoy giving back to my community in that way. But I also enjoy making music and, uh, you know, whatever God says, that's that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so you wouldn't give up teaching to pursue your career full time? I, I would, but I, I it, it was not that it's hindering me from doing so. It, it has not. I mm-hmm. haven't had the opportunity mm-hmm. to tour the world yet. Or I haven't had the opportunity, yeah. you know, that a lot of the great name artists has. That being said, if I did get that opportunity and the timing was right, I would consider it. Absolutely, yeah. I would absolutely yeah. consider it. But okay. until then, right. you know, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Judah, I'm yes. going to close the show with another song, and I'm going to let you pick it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would probably go with. Move your move your body, move your body. That uh, that track is probably one of my more favorite tracks because it is very, it's inspired by you know the artists that we all know and love. Prince, I uh, I love a huge Prince fan. I'm a huge Prince fanatic, and so I wanted to make a song that uh, stylistically resembles the genre of music that he specialized in, which was well, he had his own genre of music. I mean, he was so great. And uh, so I wanted to make a song that sounded as funky as Prince w- as Prince does. So uh, I I got mm-hmm. that song. I made the music for that song, and then I enlisted. And we know that Prince was a guitarist, and so I enlisted my friend again, Deepak Sethu, to to uh, lay his gift on it. And uh, so we uh, and uh, so and also oh yeah, also features a very special guest bass guitarist. His name is Andre Rivera. Um, he's another friend of mine in Rochester, in Rochester, New York. He played uh, bass guitar on that song. So, um, yeah, Move Your Body, that's one of my favorite funky tracks on the album. All right. Well, I will close the show with that. Do you have any upcoming uh, mm-hmm. performances in Rochester? I do. Um, I do. On June 15th, June 15th I am is my CD release concert. Uh, my CD came out on May 4th, but we are doing a concert slash party for uh, the CD release, to celebrate the release of the CD. It's on June 15th at Shadow Lake Country Club in the outdoor tent, and uh, $15 admission starts at 7.30. Uh, we've got a great band. we got some great singers. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Okay, and for date reference, today is Saturday, June 2nd. Uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. So for your listeners, that mm-hmm. give you a date reference there. All right, and let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yep, you can find me on social media, uh, Judas Sealy Music on Facebook. Uh, Judas Sealy Music on Facebook. Uh, Judas Sealy on Instagram. Uh, you can check out my web- website, JudasSealyMusic.com. Um, yeah, I'm on YouTube. You know, my music is on Spotify. Everything is on iTunes. It's on uh, Google Play. It's on, you can buy uh, uh, hard copies of the CD on uh, CDBaby.com. 
just type in my name and all my music will come up, come up there. And, uh, yeah, so you can find me on Facebook, Judas Ely Music, Instagram, Judas Ely. Everywhere that music is sold, you can find my music. So, thank you very right, much. All right, cool. Well, well, Judah, thank you for the opportunity to speak with mm-hmm. you. I have enjoyed talking to you. So uh, much continued Likewise. success to you. Yeah, and uh, Will Holton, again, thank you for the referral. I appreciate that. I want to thank Miss Wanda for calling in. Thank you, Wanda, and for the guests in the <laughs> chat room. Thank you for hanging out in the chat room as well. Again, I'm going to close the show with Move Your Body. This is from Judith's new release, Welcome Home. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen, and you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Judith, you have a great day. You too. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. This is Move Your Body.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.